Hey guys, welcome to episode 23 of Next on the Platform. This week we have a duo episode and I'm joined by Mitchell Jones and Pete Schoberg. Uh, both of the boys competed over the weekend at the high school slash teen nationals and they've decided to jump on the podcast and we're going to go through a quick meet recap uh, amongst other things. How are you both going today? Doing well. Going well, no, Pete? Doing- Doing, doing, doing well, yeah. Doing well. How are you? How are you both feeling after the weekend? Are you tired? Um, my body's pretty beat up. My doctors are really sore. Mm. Um, tried to pull on the deadlift bar today, and it just didn't go well. So didn't I go well. It. Yeah, there's some people who just bounce off a of meat and just go straight to the deadlift bar and just postpone their recovery. But we'll talk about that later. Um, you both, me. you both had fantastic meets over the weekend, um, and. Mitchell is new to the podcast, as you all know. Pete is returning, uh, but Mitchell competed over the weekend, and and we'll start with Mitchell. Um, how was like leading up to comp, and we'll get into that. Um, but how was prep for you? Because there, you know, I, I watched your I watched your prep, and it looks like it was going well. And we had a bit of a chat, and you had some numbers in mind. Did it shape out the way that you thought it was going to during prep? Um, not exactly. So. Everything was going pretty well, um, at least for squats and deadlifts. And then kind of like six weeks out, I developed a little bit of like a, not really a pec strain, but just like this weird pec pain that I had to manage um, basically up until the last week of prep. And that kind of held my back, uh, my bench back a little bit, but you know, deadlifts and squats, like they showed up um, probably not as well as I wanted to, but you know, it was pretty good. Mm. And Pete, how do you think Mitch's prep went? You know, I think uh, Mitch is being a little bit hard on himself. I think uh, squat certainly showed up for him. I think that um, every week he just kept adding weight to the bar and um, he just he just kept killing it. And then bench, you know, he had some struggle during during prep and then he decided to actually change to no wrist wraps, which was a big move for him. And um, I think that was a really good move for him. And bench started to just really fly after that pulls, you know, like that's his bread and butter. And I think that maybe early on, like, uh, I mean, he had some really light pulls and then he got to, I guess, like his last couple of weeks and things weren't really shaping out the way that he really wanted them to. But I think he definitely had a good prep in terms of uh, all around performance. And so when you jumped into prep, did you have the big 300 in mind or is that just something that you thought maybe that you were capable of closer to the day? So um, basically leading up since like my last meet in December, I wanted um, 318, so 701, which is like the American record deadlift. And, you know, I thought 300 was going to be my last training pull. And then uh, on that, like on that last day, I was just zapped. I hit like an RP 10 squat and um, I didn't even get 622. I think, I don't know what that is in kilos, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even get that off the ground. Um, So I just, I just cut it there. Mm, That 280. And so, uh, okay, so RP ten squat and Dez didn't Dez didn't go. Do you think going into it, you got a little bit too caught up on the end number and and not as focused on like how your body was moving? It's not a bad thing. I do it as well. I'm just wondering if that's what happened. Um, so like there was there was definitely some of that, but I would say like through most of prep, I was coming into my sessions fairly fresh. Like I was feeling good, um, basically ready to load like whatever whatever I needed. Mm. And so how were your last singles? Cause I've, I've seen a couple of videos and I know we, you know, for those of you listening, 
Mitchell and I have not spoken about anything. We wanted to save it for the podcast. Um, how were your last singles? For everything? Mm, yeah. So, I took 320, uh, which is 145 on bench. And, you know, that was pretty solid. It moved about at a nine, nine, nine and a half, kind of what I expected. And so, that, I was happy with that. Um, you know, squat, I loaded 240 which Matt actually told me like two weeks before, don't load 240, but I was feeling really good on the day and I did. And it was a bit of an overshoot, but um, you know, definitely kind of like a milestone PR, like 530 pounds is pretty nice. Um, And the week before that I pulled 292, which was great. Um, Really carried momentum into the next week. It just didn't show up on that day though. Mm. So to the two forty squat is that the one that fatigued your deadlifts and that you said is that the RPU yeah. ten, and right. so coach says don't load it. You get the day feeling good. What's running through your head? Because like I know I've been there, and you're like, would he? Were you ter- were you talking to him on the day? Uh, not on the day. He mm. doesn't work on Sundays, but um, the it was like, maybe it was like the day before actually, where he was like take two thirty seven and a half. And I got in the gym and I was just like, you know, two and a half kilos, it's not that big of a difference. It's just throw it on the bar. <laughs> and, mm. uh, you know, I got mogged. I got, I got, almost got stapled. Do you think the two and a half kilos would have, would have, um, <laughs> do you think it would have made a difference for the, the pools the next week? Um, well, <laughs> so that was on the same day. So I, I was oh. taking my squat and deadlift singles on the same day. Mm. Um, you know, maybe i like to think it wouldn't uh just for like mm. my own like peace of mind but probably wasn't the smartest move leading mm. into the meet well it's done now and did yeah. what did he, what did he say after you took it um he actually wasn't like upset or anything he was just like he just kind of saw it and was like okay like good job like let's let's load um 247 at the meet like you mm. killed this so mm. he wasn't really upset Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I've I've had the same thing where you're like, you you, know, you you get a win, but it was not, it was slightly more than coach had said, and it's like, well, they can't be mad because you're making progress, and it's like, well, yeah. you know, and you and squats ended up going from what I've seen, squats went well for you on the day, so probably not a big issue. Um, I'll pass it to Pete before we jump into the meet itself and talk off season with Pete because I know Pete had a good off season, and uh, especially from Deads from what I could see. How was it? So the off season or just the prep in general? Oh, sorry, prep prep for comp. Sorry, that's my bad. <laughs> all right, all right. So coming into prep, like um, the knees weren't feeling great. Um, I mean, we still had my I still had my knee tendonitis going on. I know Mitchell shares kind of the same thing with his knees, and it's just us tall lifters. But you know, like Sean and I, we really turned prep around fast. You know, at the start, the first couple weeks, like we kept trying to take like 190, and it was just not moving fast at all. We tried to throw on the flats, and I thought that was a good move at the time. But then we saw we just got to stick with the heels, and um, you know, after that, we implemented a third squat day. So like a, a midweek squat day, which just like maybe like a three by five or something, just like extremely light to build confidence. And um, that's when squats just really took like a really great turn and everything started just clicking all together. Um, I mean, just maybe like five weeks out, like that's when squats just really started to feel good. So pretty late in the game, but, you know, it was definitely worth it. 
Um, just every week I started adding five kg. And then my last, my last training single was 215 and it moved pretty well. Maybe like RP, maybe like RP 8.5, but as you know, like there's not what I hit in the meat, but you know, mm. it is what it is. Mm. Um, and then bench bench was definitely something that really, um, peaked tremendously out of all three actually. And, um, I don't know if it was just the rugs or like a kind of the training environment I was in, but, um, I kept, my feet kept slipping and, um, like on the rugs at my gym and actually a week out, I failed, um, 125 and it, it just, it wasn't a great feeling to have, but I knew on meet day, everything was just going to be going well as we start to implement like floor press. And that's been a huge thing for my, I guess, long range of motion bench, as you guys always talk to me about. And then, mm. and then deadlifts, deadlifts really, um, yeah, I really progressed a lot in the off season. I really start to dial in my form. And um, actually, like, I was having grip issues for maybe like two weeks um, leading up to comp. And um, it really wasn't something I was used to. I've never really had grip issues. And um, but Sean and I kind of talked about different things that could help my grip and things like uh, just brushing off the bar in between attempts and between warm ups. And that's been that helps my grip tremendously. As you know, I am a fingertip grip puller. And we didn't have any of the problems where my thumb was just slipping out and I was only holding onto it my, on my fingertips. Mm. So yeah, I mean, like we really start to dial everything in. And then I was very pleased with how my last, my last training single went that 270 PR. Um, it was big confidence boost. I'm, I mean, as the video shown, I was pretty, pretty happy with it. Mm. Um, you know, I was actually expecting um, a little bit higher uh, on meet day, but you know, I think the 272 is a safe bet. And um, from how my second looked, my second wasn't fast by any means, but my third, I was really happy with execution on that, and I couldn't have been happier with how my pulls prepped. So yeah. yeah. Okay, well, a couple of things. I want to know how you deal with um, the knee tendonitis, and other than just load management, I'd have to imagine there's stuff that you you guys are doing. Um, so whoever goes first. But how do you how are you dealing with that sort of thing? Because I know it's pretty common, and I've never experienced it myself. So I'm actually interested to know um, how you how you deal with that sort of thing. So I'll actually go first, Mitchell. I know you probably have stuff to add. Um, for me, at least, um, I really started to implement biking before um, my my training sessions for squat and deadlift. Just maybe like three minutes on the recumbent bike just really getting those quad um, tendons and your quadriceps kind of, um, I guess like pumped up in mm. a sense and just like really getting like a good feel for the legs on the day. As I know for me after driving, like my knees can be pretty sore and they just don't really feel too good, but yeah, stuff like that. And then if you're familiar with Spanish squats, kind of like a banded squat um, around your knees before you, um, before like with like, just like a, like a kettlebell or something like that. And you really practice that pop out of the hole, which is a huge problem with people with knee tendonitis, um, kind of getting that fast twitch muscle fiber, just kind of like that pop out of the hole. Hmm. So that was a really big thing for me, for my knee tendonitis. Um, and then just like everyday walks, just trying to stay active and, um, just getting that movement. I know Ben Giannis, he's a big fan of that. And my coach is well, um, just kind of just just moving around whenever you can. So just like things like that, just trying to be a little bit more mobile. And then um, I guess last thing I'll have to say is just kind of that knee that's feeling uh, feeling worse, just kind of trying to bring back that range of motion through front foot elevated split squats and just kind of like plantar flexion and dorsiflexion in the ankle, just kind of like learning um, which way is more beneficial to kind of get around that knee pain. That's mm. was huge for me for trying to get back to where I was. Mm. Did you pronounce his last name 
Giannis. Have I been saying it wrong? Is that how you actually yeah, say it? That's, that's how you pronounce okay. it. Well, my apologies nice. to everybody for saying Yanes <laughs> on like the last couple of episodes. Um, what about you, Mitch? So Peter pretty much covered everything, but one thing that I did, and a, a lot of people don't know this, but like the amount of actual volume I do and like frequency is very low. So I had two, two squat days, one um, competition style squats, and then the other one was midweek and I would have a set of tempo beltless high bar at like the RP of five, all through our prep. And, you know, I, I, I'd have a top set and then the back downs would be like a three by five with like 235, 245, very light, just keeping everything like super, just a very strict tempo. Um, and that really helped my knees feel good on my primary days. Um, obviously like the Spanish squats that Peter mentioned, and you know just like getting steps in like 30 Mm. minute walk every night really helps just with everything lower body hips knees just completely changed a lot for me Mm. no i agree and uh as like a student and i'm sure a lot of people listening are students as well it can be really hard to get the steps in and i find myself like some days you know you guys know i train in the home gym motivation's already low when your body just feels rough and you've got a 30-step walk out to the garage. It's like, man, you know, I, I try to get my steps up. I try to walk around the house. Um, but, like, it literally is a linear relationship between steps and how good you feel, at least for me, like, and at my weight. Um, and I guess with a lack of mobility, if you had good mobility, maybe it doesn't help as much. But for me, walking and how good I feel, they're directly correlated. So, you know, days I only get a 1,000 steps because I'm studying and I feel like shit where other days... You know, even just one walk in the morning, and I'm, I feel way better for the rest of the, you know, rest of the day. Um, but yeah, the steps has been a massive thing. It's particularly just sitting, trying not to sit for long periods of time, because the, at least for me, like the hip flexors tighten up, and then the quads tighten up, and then a bit of knee irritation when I do something like safety bar. So yeah, I, I, um, I'm grateful that I, I don't have to battle with knee tendonitis. But yeah, those, um, those sort of parameters that you have to you know, set up to battle it are um, very helpful. Uh, so, prep was good for both of you and uh, you came into the meet. How was your, uh, both of your weight and Mitch, how was your weight uh, cut and recomp on the day? Um, okay, so my, I was training throughout prep and my body weight was fluctuating like crazy. Like there were days I'd wake up and I'd be like 212, and then the next day it'd be 206. And probably like four weeks out, Holy we boosted shit. my calories. Yeah, I know. We boosted my calories up to like 3,500 from like 3,100. And that kind of made me flu- like just kind of stay consistent like 209. Um, so I didn't do a water cut. I did a gut cut. And it, was, it wasn't terrible. It really wasn't bad at all. So um, for three days, I was eating almonds protein shakes and like high carb high calorie foods steve denovi did a great video on this um so i'd get like 1100 calories from almonds 1100 calories from protein shakes and then i would get um like another 1100 from ice cream or candy or whatever it was and sure enough on the day of the meet i woke up right at 205 and i weighed in at 92.28 so right there at 93 and you know it was it was flawless i mm. felt great didn't notice any like uh performance impact because i know when i did my water cut i felt 
depleted, drained. Like I felt terrible um, for my last meet. So very so happy that we went this way. Can you please explain this to me uh, as the non-US APL super heavyweight that I am? Can you please explain to me and the few people who are listening who don't understand what a gut cut is? Uh, I get okay. that... Uh, I understand the process of cutting and how it works and that sort of thing, but what you just described is not what I imagined. So can you can you just explain that to me and right. how that works? Yeah, so basically what you're doing is you're lowering the amount of like like shit in your body. So you want to eat very low weight foods. So almonds obviously they're extremely calorically dense. It's like 170 calories for 28 almonds. Um, and those are one of the few foods that have, you know, a good fat, carb, and protein, um, like, profile. Mm. So those are great. And like I said, with the food weight, um, you're trying to lower the amount of food weight. So protein shakes, like, you pee that out. Ice cream, almost everything, like, is going to be processed as water. So you'll pee that out as well. And, like, basically the only thing in your stomach is going to be almonds. Um mm. Yeah. What sort of protein do you get from 1100 calories of almonds? Um you're you're like getting close like 80 grams I'd say. Fucking hell. And and is that is that nice to live off for a few days? That sort of food it sounds <laughs> it sounds really bad to be honest. Okay, so it wasn't terrible. Like I was I was eating like a pint of Ben and Jerry's every day and um like the almonds, you know, you can get like flavored almonds. So I'd like some salt and vinegar almonds and, you know, just the regular roasted salted, but it really wasn't terrible. Um, it was a weird feeling. I'll say that. Like I didn't feel full ever, but mm. I felt extremely satisfied. It, it like sounds like the diet of like a 10 year old. It sounds like how my 10 year old yeah. brother would eat if he, if he yeah. could, if he could eat that. Yeah. Like there were times where I would have like, I know, I think it was the second day I did the cut. So two days out, um, I had like a handful of almonds to eat at night. And I was just like, I'm full. I don't oh, want to eat this. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. That sounds, yeah. I mean, that's something, because uh, I hear people talk about water cut or gut cut and water cut sounds bad enough, but now, and I always thought, you know, I'd rather just gut cut. And I didn't realize it was like that. Exactly, you know, I've never had to do it, but now I don't know what I would choose. They both sound equally terrible to me. I know you describe it as being full. Oh, I was full and like, but yeah. man, that just sounds rough. Eating those foods, like protein shakes, for example, if I just like one protein shake for me is enough and I have can't barely like barely stomach it. I yeah. just can't. All the protein shakes I've tried are just... And yeah. I'm pretty excited for Kevin to bring out his 110 protein because I'm thinking probably going to taste good compared to what I've usually had because the protein we have access to here is just... It just tastes like powder. When you even when you right. mix it up, it just tastes like powder, and it's disgusting. Um, Pete, how did it go for you? Well, first thing I'm going to ask is Mitchell, how would you describe my metabolism? Thermostatic, <laughs> the fastest on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's okay. Let's see. So during prep, I was probably averaging around like 207 morning weight, and um, I mean that was after like a long day of eating the day before. And um, as we got closer to the meet, like I actually had to go into school because I've been doing virtual school all year, all year. And um, I had to go into school. It was like a senior week thing uh, for high school. And um, I just wasn't eating as much as I probably could. And um, I got down to maybe like 
205 like morning weight like i was i probably lost like two pounds and um leading up to the meet yeah weighing in like 204 205 um it was kind of like but even though like i gained a lot of more muscle mass off season which i was very happy with um but so we got to colorado and then i started averaging around like 203 202 like it was getting getting bad um but like it was just kind of like me um just drinking a lot of fair life i mean I was going to throw it away for this video, but if you look in the corner right here, like <laughs> kind of see, um, but, but yeah, so yeah. Um, it was just a lot of fair life. Um, I mean, I have a really bad appetite, so liquid calories are a really big thing for me. It's a really big staple in my diet. And so we get to, uh, we get to the day before I was just kind of eating whatever I could just like as many, as much carbs as I could, even though it was pretty low res, but I had like some Mediterranean food the night before and I was going to sleep. Uh, I think the heaviest I weighed in the day before was like 209. And then, um, you know, the next day woke up 201, eight pounds um, overnight, which was pretty crazy. And um, I actually, I was actually trying to hold my weight um, before weigh-ins because we were all kind of like in this group, but I was like, oh man, I, I gotta go. And, um, you know, weighed in 89.8 kilos, which was... <laughs> 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 it, was, it, was, it was kind of embarrassing but you know it actually uh, came to you later on so we'll, we'll talk about that later on so um can we let's sorry eight pounds overnight how what can we put that down to are we just going to put that down to your metabolism or did we count calories wrong or what was it um well i mean like so kind of leading up, I wasn't really counting calories. It was just kind of like get, making sure I hit a certain weight the night before and um, just being happy with that, just really prioritizing um, protein more than anything. I mean, carbs and fat, they'll come, um, they'll come and go. I mean, like I usually eat pretty high carb, pretty high fat things. So it wasn't really an, an issue, but like, um, yeah, it was just fast. One I of guess. those days, one of those days you just woke up lighter. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. And so, and so when you saw that 89 on the scale, were you a bit more nervous to hit the numbers that you had in mind? Well, I was actually waiting for a text from Sean and I got that text. Like I could probably uh, read out that text right now. Just give me one second. What the hell went yeah. on with your cut? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't even a cut. It wasn't even a cut, but you said, mm. why the hell did you weigh 90 kilos? Um, but yeah. So, I mean, after that, I recomped actually really well. Um, and maybe a little bit too well, actually, as I'll get to. <laughs> mm. uh, like, you know, I was slamming down the rice. I was slamming down the the um, the pretzels, anything like high carb, high sodium. And I was bloating back up really fast, actually. Mm. And Mitchell actually was nice enough to lend me a fast twitch muscle fiber pill. And it's <laughs> like this thing is an elephant pill, Declan. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like. Um, I had two things of water. I had a gallon and I had like my um, blender bottle, whatever. And in my blender bottle, I had like some 110. I, I was getting ready for the meat. And I, that's not, definitely not what I was trying to drink. So like I take down or like I put the pill in my mouth. I started drinking the 110. I'm like, oh my God, this is 110. Like I started gagging. Like it was yeah. bad. Um, 
but they're like i can't keep trying <laughs> this is where it gets so bad but like i'm like oh my god i'm gonna be sick like i'm, I'm about to puke yeah and like, we, drops we, down we to tried... 83 <laughs> yeah we, <laughs> that would not be good um but yeah so like we tried like with like some some more water we tried maybe like four times but i just couldn't get it down mm. it got to the point like i was about to puke like maybe somebody like punched my stomach like just like ever so lightly like i would have i would just it would have been bad so <laughs> this i was, was lying, hilarious yeah <laughs> I, I was lying down on on mitch's bed and like i just couldn't move for like five minutes while i was letting my stomach just kind of like get used to what was going on um but you know after that uh you know just like went to the bathroom and after that i was i was fine so but it was definitely a, a kind of a kind of a nerve-wracking thing i was like oh wow i'm gonna be 83 kilo yeah mm. it's gonna be great so um, <laughs> man so what does this elephant pill actually do okay so, so okay it is not like a fast twitch muscle fiber pill it's just alpha gpc which mm. is a nootropic it's in a lot of pre-workouts but you know if you take enough of it it can like enhance muscular performance so i was like you know peter like mm. you should take this i took a decent amount myself the red pill and you almost yeah. killed him yeah almost killed. <laughs> so almost after this ideal pete i'll let you lead us into the meat itself so you almost die choking on Mitchell's pill. He's honestly probably trying to, trying to knock you out of his competition. And so you yeah. get get to the meet. How did it go for you? I know you had a good meet, but walk me through it. Yeah, so I'll kind of go over the everything that happened. So after that, maybe like 20 minutes later, Mitch and I, we, we go downstairs, go down to the venue. We went on, uh, we went into like the hotel gym, just got our legs moving. Like like I was telling you from the internet, the biking's huge. So we were just trying to get our knees and everything kind of pumped up. And then we head up, we head down to a warm-up room. We see people like Weez, we see people like Bryce Lewis, we see Joey, we see just like a lot of like big names. Um, but yeah, you know, like everything was going well in the squats. Like Mitch and I, I know we were both feeling pretty good. And um, like Matt Cronin, our handle, Mitch's coach, um, he came down and we started warming up. Um, everything was going flawlessly. Uh, Matt didn't tell me then, but like after the fact, he said like my squats were looking pretty high. And, um, but then like, he actually like looked down and, um, it was, it was the quad sweep. If you're familiar with what that is. I'm familiar with the quad sweep, specifically the yours. The quad sweep. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but he said like, I was good after that. And, um, but thing is, so like I did my last warm up, Mitch did his last warm up, And then Matt realized like, Oh, Oh shit. Like I'm about to go on. And mm. so we were running up these stairs. Like it was, it was pretty bad. And, um, we got up and maybe like I had like 30 seconds to kind of like get settled before I was like supposed to hop on the platform. Like I was out of breath and, um, you know, hopped on the platform. Um, I like, I was running down the clock too. So I can just kind of like catch my breath getting ready for this, my opener. Um, you know, went out, uh, walked it out, hit it, racked it, um, followed the commands and everything. And then it was, it was two reds, one white. And, um, it was, it was definitely nerve wracking, um, to kind of see that. And um, Matt was like, all right, we just got to sync this. I know it's, it'll be a gamble to go up, but I think it's what we need to do. And it was a great call on his part. We went up um, 7.5 keys and I, I was able to just dunk. I was just able to dunk that second and that third. So I was very happy with my performance on squat. Definitely think I maybe had like 2.5 to five left in the tank, but, um, but yeah, I couldn't have been mm. more happy with how the meat turned around after that. What did you hit for your third squat? Uh, two twelve point five. So two point five under, 
2.5 under my best meat PR, but you know, it moved pretty well, so I was mm. happy with that. And you had room left in the tank, so potentially maybe 217 was there. It, that sounds yeah. like so you had to run down to your first attempt. Is that what you said? Well, run up. It was up a flight of stairs and everything. Like it was it's pretty bad. <laughs> so so we can kind of blame the the opener on that. Uh no, I wouldn't I don't want any excuses to that, but you know, like it is what it is. To me it you sounds handle like the quad sweep. You you don't want to say it, but to me it sounds like the fact you had to run up a flight of stairs uh probably influenced it a little bit. How um so two twelve squat, uh two two and a half under your comp best, going into bench, how did bench feel? Bench was actually flying. Um, I was really happy to feel just a nice carpet under my feet. Just was not slipping at all. Um, things were just like moving. Matt was very happy with how my bench was moving. And um, yeah, we actually took some time to get up to the, to the, um, or where we were all kind of like settled, getting ready for our attempts. And um, yeah, so I went out, did my opener with, I think it was like two, 210 or something like that or 215 uh absolutely smashed it heard the commands the liftoff was kind of rough but we we recovered and we got it and um yeah after that we went on to 122.5 fastest i've ever hit that and then i was like all right we're gonna go hit uh plan a and we did uh, 127.5 and i still think that moved pretty damn pretty damn fast Mm -hmm. so i think we maybe could have had 130 in the in the cards but i think 127 was a safe bet and i'm very happy with that mm. and how like i know i know we, we spoke about this on our last episode but since then how has bench been moving to me with for you i know you particularly uh have a bit of a hard time benching so how has it moved since episode what was it six or something something like that um mm. i think it's gotten a lot better i mean if you look at how my form looked or my technique looked at my last or the winter record to this meet like it looks so much better and i think sean and i really um we really talked a lot about what we could do to kind of make my bench better when it came to pushing back instead of just pushing up and i think like all the floor press we did definitely paid off this meet so i was very mm. happy with my progress since then floor press must be rough with your arms the length of your arms because even for me, it's um, quite difficult. And I've got like little dinosaur arms. Um, you know, like, it's actually pretty fun. Um, I mean, I've been able to progressively overload it um, every week. So it's definitely been a huge staple for my programming. Along with Sawyer. Sawyer does it too. Yeah. Yeah, he's got those long arms as well, hey? Yeah, and it worked well. So you, you know, could have had 130. So that's a big win for you as well. And, and moving on to deads, um, were you most confident with deadlifts because of how they'd been moving during prep? Uh, yeah, I think before I touched the bar, I was, um, I, de- I was definitely feeling my knees after squats. I think it was a combination of, um, like nerves and then just kind of like just trying to sink the squats. So it was definitely, it was definitely a strange feeling when I was hitting my warmups, but you know, warmups, they were going just fine. Um, it almost felt like the OP or the Ohio power bar was a little bit more bendy than the, the Alico. So it was definitely something to get used to just a little bit. Um, but you know, warmups were going just fine. Just just hitting everything I needed to hit. And then we came upstairs with plenty of time this time. And um, I hit my opener. And I think my opener was like one, it was either 142.5 or 147.5. 147. Uh, or no, 247. Sorry, yeah. my bad. My bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that moved really well. I was very happy with that. Matt was happy with that. And we went on to my second attempt. I'm pretty sure my second attempt was 262.5. Um, and that moved all right. I think I was just trying, I think I was a little bit nervous for that one. And mm. like, I kind of misgrooved 
people were saying I kicked the bar out, but I think it was just kind of like my quads, my hamstring. I didn't really set them as best I could, um, but, you know, still locked it out pretty fast, pretty hard. Um, that's what we like. And then um, Matt was kind of like, what do you want to do? And I was like, okay, we got to do 272.5. Mm. And um, really got in the zone, um, listened to my favorite song, put on my chalk and went out and just absolutely smashed it in my opinion. Mm. I was very happy with that. What was what tune yeah. was playing? What's oh, um, No Hands by Waka Flocka. It's been an absolute yeah. staple Absolutely. deadlift PRs. It's the 600 pound pull song. Oh yeah, I mean, I was listening to it today, listening to it today on my two seventy five. So, and, and we're gonna just discuss that later because I have a bone to pick with you. Yeah, and <laughs> as you know, um, so and we'll talk about placing after, but I want to know, I want to hear from Mitchell as well. Um, how is the meet for you? Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with recomping. Yes, that's okay. Yes, of course. Okay, Sorry. so when I was weighing in, they called another Mitchell. And I was like, you know what? I've been down here for two minutes. They just called my name. That doesn't make sense, but I'm going to go back there and weigh in. So I probably got like a three, three and a half hour weigh in. Eh, probably three, three hour weigh in compared to the regular two. And um, that helped a lot because I basically had all my food down before Peter even got back up to my room, uh, like done weighing in. So I was able to get, you know, a lot of fluid, a lot of food. I had like two cups of ramen. Um, a bunch of minute rice so i was feeling good i was feeling very bloated and hydrated which was nice so i basically just chilled out for like the next hour um and then we went downstairs and i started warming up for squat um you know they didn't feel amazing when i was warming up matt told me like they were looking great uh you know it, i've had i've had stronger days on squat um, the warm-up jumps I was taking were kind of different from what I do in training. Um, but then we got up there and I took my opener and my opener was like the, the rack height was too high. And Peter can attest to this, like the, the rack was stiff as a board. So like we couldn't really move the bar at all. Um, like before we unracked. So that was annoying. And I walked my opener out and it was just way too high up on my rear delts. And I kind of misgrooved it. Um, moved on to my second. We lowered the rack height. I think I took 512, so 230, mm -hmm. I think. Yep. Um, and, you know, that moved okay. Like, I, I probably could have had, like, 240 on the day, maybe 242, because I think my third, um, that felt better than my first two attempts. So I took 237 and a half, 523, and I blew that up. I sank that and um, I went nine for nine white lights on squat and three for three. Awesome. I mean, yeah. What did you think of his squats, Pete? You know, I thought they were great, you know, mm. and um, back to kind of like the weigh-in thing right there. Like, yeah, Mitch, like somebody, like the weigh-in person was just like Mitchell and Mitchell was like, all right, I guess that's me. <laughs> and then it was maybe like 45 minutes later of just standing in there with all the other 93s um they just like say mitchell jones and i was like oh my god really <laughs> and like yeah his competition was just kind of like there's like where is he mm. and um but but yeah and then like all us 93s we weighed in but yeah mitchell squats went well i'm pretty sure mm. i mean like his knees didn't get too much of a, a blow from that and i think he was ready for deadlifts after that mm. all right so how was how was uh bench mitch so on the day um it was 
Okay, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Before I even started warming up, my back started cramping severely, and Matt had me doing this this very strange uh, like stretch on all fours for my erectors, and I'd say it helped a little bit. Um, <laughs> between my attempts, I was cramping up pretty bad, but I didn't notice it too much. Um, while I was actually benching until I would get the rack command, um, that's when it would really start to get bad. But um, it was feeling like it was feeling like pretty good um i'd say like it was feeling consistent with like the rest of prep like i wouldn't say it felt amazing at all um any of the days of prep but it was kind of like right where i expected it um i took what was it 297 i don't know what that is in kilos i think it's about 130 kilos i think yeah i think 135 mm -hmm. um so i took that and while i was setting up um, it was strange because the ceiling was a mirror and I was like looking at myself, uh, my reflection. I was kind of like thrown off by that. Um, but sure enough, that moved well. And we decided to jump to 140, which my, my plan second was 314, but so 142 and a half. Mm -hmm. um, so we jumped to 140, then moved around like an eight and a half. And then um, we just decided like, let's take the safe bet. Um, and went 142 and a half and you know i got my first 315 bench in a meet so happy with that hmm. um 314 okay yeah <laughs> 314 um happy with that uh perfect call by matt um and i was i was ecstatic after that i was like we're six for six like we're moving on to deadlifts like this is my bread and butter like peter said like let's do this show basically yeah yeah and is that how it turned out uh well peter can attest to this in the warm-up room all oh, of my gonna, warm ups are you were gonna flying okay i thought you were gonna floating. complain about the equipment never mind no 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 they were <laughs> they were floating like my last warm-up was 535 um i i do not know what is that like oh whatever. it's like uh 240 yeah yeah 242 yeah. and that was like a slack pull so I was super excited going upstairs and I opened with 270. Um, that flew. Um, I think Matt was like, I don't know. P I didn't see him, but Peter told me he was super happy with that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we, I noticed. So, about, so one week out when I attempted, um, like when I had that RP10 squat and couldn't get 622 up the floor, I developed a very small blister on my thumb and. You know, I pull hook grip and I didn't think much of it. I just popped it and like, let it heal. Um, I thought I'd be fine. And after my second, I noticed like the blister was back and I looked at Matt. I was like, what do we do? Um, so we loaded to 290, which is my meat PR. And that would secure second place in high school and teen. So we loaded 290. Um, I blew that up. Matt told me it looked like it looked hard, but it didn't feel hard at all. Um, my positioning just felt off. Um, I think I rushed it a little bit, but I was, I was good for like another, I'd say like 20 kilos. Um, so after that, yeah, I'm... No, never mind. no, Peter continue. I was just, I was going to say like after Mitch's second, he came back and I'm just looking at his thumb and like just a big piece of skin is off of it. I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah yeah oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah so 
um the 290 was good i was happy with that like tied my meat pr i looked down on my thumb and i was like man uh there's probably like a piece of skin just like probably an inch long just like basically peeled off my thumb and matt had he was just like let's load 300 you know it's the milestone pr like if you get it cool if you don't like still at a sick meat like you're in second place um so we loaded 300 and in between attempts i was like I was like violently chalking my thumb and like getting under the skin uh, where it was bleeding out of. It did not feel good, um, but I tried to dry it up as much as possible. And I went out there. Um, I like folded the skin back and set my hook grip. And, you know, like right as I started pulling, I probably got like I probably got the bar like four inches off the ground and I could just feel the skin ripping on my thumb. My my body was just like, nah. You know, if it didn't feel too heavy, I will say that. Like, it mm. felt felt pretty solid. Um, mm. I didn't even mean to put it down. My body was just like, no, that's it. Um, and yeah, sure enough, my thumb was just like bleeding everywhere. It was disgusting. Mm. So, as a hook gripper, like obviously you'd seen potentially your thumb was gonna rip. Is there an option to like let's just pull mixed? Is that something that you could just do? So, uh, you know, I thought about it. And I didn't consider it much just because like it would feel so weird. Like I'd feel so like lopsided, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, like converting, Before. yeah, converting uh, from mix or from hook to mix. Like when you're about to take your top attempt is just, you know, it's it's just not ideal, I guess. And um, I wasn't like I've never torn a thumb before this. I've I've been pulling hook for a year and a half. I've never had an issue with my thumbs tearing nothing like that um it was just the blister from a week ago that skin was still pretty sensitive and it just couldn't hold up on the day mm. and it just you just happened to miss 300 how did that feel <sighs> it was it was bittersweet so i was i was really hoping to you know deadlift more um it was probably the best my pulls have ever felt in my life um and it didn't feel great knowing that I just had a six month off season and tied my meat PR because I know I'm capable of much more than 290. But, you know, it was my first nationals eight for nine. And like, we can assume if my thumb didn't tear, it would have been, it would have been a perfect day. Um, mm. It, it kind of sucked. It kind of hurt a little bit, but you know, I can't complain too much. Mm. For those of you listening who don't know, Mitchell, you're 17, right? Yeah. What did you What did you total in kilos? 662, 670? Uh, I was 670. 670. So 670 at 17. And you placed, you ended up placing second, yeah. uh, as, you, as you would have seen on Instagram. Um, do we know who came first? Yeah. So um, I don't know if you know him on TikTok, but his TikTok is BlueJJ. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna be honest, like I was antagonizing him a little bit on social media before the meet and, um, not like, Oh, I'm going to beat your ass. Like none of that stuff, just like little things, um, kind of like poking fun at him and, you know, sure enough, he was the better lifter. He definitely deserved it. Uh, on that day, I'm happy he won. Like I'm happy for him. Um, and he, he totaled uh seven ten, which is just incredible. So like, congratulations to him. Wow, um, I didn't realize it was a seven ten. Yeah. So yeah, wow. 
So where where which one of his lifts is um, like higher? So his squat he squatted five sixty two. So like what is that two fifty five? Two fifty yeah. Yeah, and then I think he benched he benched one sixty five and then failed his third. Um, Peter and I were downstairs like watching the lifting cast and oh, yeah. you know it turned red and like. <laughs> We got, we, we, I was like kind of happy. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like I can pull for the win. And then we um, saw the forecasted total and we we're just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But also, um, when we got up there, like to take our first attempts, I found out he dropped his opener by 10 kilos and for deadlift. Yes, for deadlift. And I was like, okay, like, like, let's do this shit. Like, like, I'm about to have to pull something crazy for the win. I was on that day, I'd say probably like I was willing to load up to 320 um wow. i don't know it, i don't know if i could even get that but that's that was like my my mental max like i couldn't imagine pulling any more than that mm. um but yeah congratulations to him uh he did great and you know i i'm happy for him like mm. i would have loved to win but you know i can't argue with that sub and 10 is just incredible mm. well i mean you're you're only 17 and so you're you're already a few years younger than the you know well he he's 17 as well yeah i'm yeah yeah i'm just speaking about like in general like pete and i are pete you're 18 right 19 19 19, 19. I, i'm 19 you're you're still 17 so you've got you know a couple of years on most people who total 670 six whatever um so that's huge and congratulations to you for placing second um yep. pete how did you go with placing so 93 t3 and high school 93 t3 and 93 varsity high school where it's probably the most stacked weight class weight classes um out of like the whole meet yeah so it was it was pretty crazy like everybody was totaling within like five ten keys of one another and it was just nuts besides like um the guy that beat mitch like that was absurd mm. but uh yeah so i actually placed a seventh out of nine for t3 which was just like okay whatever and then i placed ninth out of 32 for um high school varsity so there mm. was a lot of kids competing there and back to kind of um, my weight so i actually totaled the same as one of the kids the kid that came 10th was 89.85 kg and i was 89.8 and we had the same total so i got ninth then he got 10th so it was, you know like it came uh it was actually a useful thing i'd say mm. um to weigh in a little bit came less in handy. not according to sean yeah do you yeah, think do you handy. think you would have been do you think you would have totaled more if you were four kilos heavier um i don't know because actually according to the game plan that sean gave matt um i hit everything on plan a for uh for bench and for deadlift and for squat like the most i was supposed to do is 217.5 mm. so i think if anything it'd just be like 5 kg more mm. okay yeah so you, you and you totaled was it 617 612 612 okay so both mm-hmm. fantastic days for both of you uh and you both seem pretty happy i mean like mitch you know you can't really can't really help a ripped thumb and pete yeah had to do cardio so you know both both unfortunately and my my missed first on depth yeah that's what i mean you squat. had to do cardio to get up yeah. to the squad that's what i'm saying Dude, that um, was bullshit yeah that's <laughs> what it is the depth well, so well, like he clearly hit depth. Like if you look back at it, he sank it. It was just his quad was massive. Also, when we were walking up there, we tried to like cut in between two platforms, and the refs were like, "Oh, like hell nah! Like you guys got to go all the way around." So they were probably like, maybe it could be pissed. a little bit biased. Yeah, yeah, they could have been so biased. Potentially, given Red's 
<laughs> on purpose. Potentially, yeah. when, by the time you walked there, the squat was already two reds yeah. before it had even yeah. been taken. I reckon. I, mean, we- like, I turned to the. Go ahead. No, you go. Okay. Okay. So, like, yeah. After the after the squat, like, I look over at Matt, and then I, we see the reds, and then we kind of look for when the judge shoots, just like, you know, a little bit too high. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, you walk between just, my platforms. Kind of- yeah. <laughs> gonna be yeah. two reds uh well that's yeah. unfortunate man but i mean you came back and still crushed it like i mean i have to imagine mentally missing your first is quite quite a big kind of punch in the stomach almost yeah yeah you know yeah. like we were envisioning nine for nines like the day before and just kind of like after that first attempt just that being like completely out of the picture it was just kind of disheartening but you know mm. we came back and i was able to just dunk my last two attempts that didn't really look as deep i mean like they didn't really look like any deeper than my first almost mm. so yeah and you ended up pulling your third deadlift so like ultimately probably would have gone nine for nine I mean, you would have gone mm-hmm. nine for I nine. I mean, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't fail any, yeah, any lifts fail the entire yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, so that's a huge accomplishment in itself, lifting yeah. nine for nine. I know you got some reds, but that's, you know, what can you do when you piss the judges yeah. off beforehand? It's not going <laughs> to... Bit of a conspiracy going on there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, both both did really well. Uh, so, congratulations again to you both. Um, I have a question specifically for Peter. How do you feel? And I know we spoke about this previously and I've spoken about this with other people. How do you feel about, so like you compete, right? And you do really well. Let's say you pull your third deadlift at 270 and, and you know, you're already super fatigued from that day, right? Uh, you're going to start the off season a week later. You probably have a week off. What? Do, how do you feel about people who just go into the gym, you know, swap to the deadlift bar and just pull another single? You know, do you think that's super taxing and, and, and it sort of inhibit their recovery? recovery or, or are you uh, do you support that sort of thing so for me i think it was a special case because my third attempt was it wasn't too hard in my opinion and um we were actually think we were actually considering just going up in the warm-up room after the fact but i think for most people if i mean if they fail their third attempt at the meet or if it's just like a very hard deadlift then i, I don't really see a reason for them to really mm. think that they have any more left in the tank to hit the next week on the Delif bar. Mm. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, like, I, I think honestly, like, I, I think it's definitely case by case scenario. Um, but I think it was worth it. I'm happy mm. with what I did today. <laughs> I wasn't specifically speaking about you. I could have been talking about anyone, but oh, you did, okay. you yeah. did pull 275 today on the deadlift bar. How was that? It looked very nice and it looked, you know, it didn't look that hard considering that you just competed. Yeah. I mean, like it's been two days since I competed flew, um, like four, four hours yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I was feeling pretty good today. I just kind of mm. want to get it over with just kind of uh, chill the rest of this week. I mean, I graduate from high school on Thursday and then I just kind of have um, kind of a busy week ahead of me. So, um, you know, I was just going in, wasn't expecting much, honestly, like I was expecting maybe like 260, maybe 275. So after I hit that 275, I was, I was pretty happy with that. I wasn't really mm. considering going up, but Everybody in my gym was like, all right, we got to throw in 287.5 or something like that. And like, uh, I threw that on and then just like wedging on the deadlift bar is so different for, for me, at least like, um, like I wedged in perfectly as I usually do. Um, sorry about that. Uh, subtle flex, but okay. Um, but like, it was just, it <laughs> so was anyway, just my setup like- was perfect as usual. <laughs> I went to pull. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was just like, I pulled the slack, everything was fine. But then it was just more of like, I had to squat it up. Mm. Like it was just so different from, it was so foreign from what I was used to. Mm. But yeah, I mean, like I, I don't feel, I don't feel too beat up after that. I mean, like hips maybe got a little tight, but 
everything feels perfectly fine. Like I could have, um, I could do like a workout tomorrow and I could be mm. just fine. And what, so what's the plan moving forward for, for both of you? Uh, so I'll go first just because I'm talking. Um, so I'll be going off to university in the fall um, at Northeastern and um, they actually have a pretty big powerlifting scene over there. And um, so they usually do raw in the fall and equipped in the spring. So I'll probably follow that. Um, I know that some people could be against that, but I honestly think it, it might be kind of fun. So I think I'll probably stay true to that. And um, I'll be bulking up to 105, probably do my first 105 meet um, sometime in the winter, right before I turn uh, 20 in January. Um, so probably do that. And then I'll probably end up hopping in a suit, some knee wraps, the adventure. <laughs> and then no, do I don't co- think, I don't co- think we're going to do that. I don't think I want to let mm. you hop into a suit. Really? So yeah, we'll see about that. Equipped. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I think it will be fun. I'll probably do it at collegiates. Um, that'll probably be my debut. And, um, yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. I mean, like, um, for university, that's maybe like a third of the year that I'd be doing equipped and the rest I'll be doing raw. So, I mean, like, it's not too big of a difference and like, I think it'd be fun and a little bit more, um, I'll be able to focus a little bit less on my raw total and just kind of, um, get something new under my belt, see how it is. How do you feel about him doing that, Mitch? I'm, I'm disappointed. Mm. <laughs> I just, it hurts I, my, I, hurts my ears to even hear. How could you even say that on my podcast? You come on and talk about equipped lifting. <laughs> You know, I hate equipped lifting. <laughs> I will yeah, say, I, I though, like Peter being 6'3 or whatever, extremely tall individual, is going to benefit a lot from the equipment. And, you know, it'll be interesting to, like, see him, but, mm. like, I just don't support it. I think it's <laughs> very, very stupid. As long yeah, as he stays reason... injury free, I'm on board, Sorry. as long as you're very careful with your, mm-hmm. with your loading. Um, and the thing is. The thing is, like, for equipped lifters, especially ones with, like, long ranges of motion, that's where you benefit the most from the equipment because you're stretching out the shirt or you're stretching out the the suit, like, so much with your mm. long range of motion that you'll just pretty much slingshot out of anything. Mm. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, like, honestly, I'm, I'm all for it. I know, um, I know, I know I haven't heard what Sean has to say about it. But um, I know he's he's a coach some equipped guys before, so if I'm able to stay with him at my time at Northeastern, then I think that will be perfectly fine doing that. Mm. And what about you, Mitchell? Um, so right now I'm thinking I'm gonna do Texas State Championship October 16th, three days before my birthday, and um, that will be my attempt for some American records in the Teen Two Division. Um, I'm definitely going to stay 93 until then. And then right as I turn 18, I'm definitely going 105. Um, I, so the total record and the deadlift are set by Ashton like six years ago. It was in like 2014 and the deadlift is 317 and the total is 735. So I don't know if, so I'll say that if my plan a went perfectly at this meet, I would have totaled 700. Um, and I have like five months time. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not certain I can get that total, but I feel like the deadlift is totally in reach. Um, yeah, you know, so I'd be, sounds I'd like be, it is. Yeah, I'd be open to, you know, flying out to Texas to go pull 318. I think that'd be fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to compete until then. I uh, really want to take this summer and just, you know, get diced. Get jacked. Yeah. And, and so oh, you, did. <laughs> you go, Pete. Um, so Mitchell, what do you, do you have a special like phrase or anything to describe what the summer is going to be? 
Yeah, so uh, if any of you listening are (laughs) familiar with the Australian aesthetic god Zs, um, Declan, are you? I'm a little too familiar. Yeah. I'll let you finish and then I'll give my opinion. So, you know, his his term, like, be a sick cunt. Mm. Um, This, you know, hot girl summer. Girls are like, oh, it's hot girl summer. Like, I'm I'm gonna, whatever. Whatever. Okay. Um, So, this summer is sick cunt summer for me. Um, Right. I'm just gonna go get jacked. I just joined a bodybuilding gym. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so first of all, I thought it was pronounced Ziz. Um, okay yeah it might be it might be pronounced this uh he now i was late to the youtube scene when i started lifting so i've been lifting for three years so you can imagine my first influence was david Lade and dylan mckenna right, right and as same. you know and i kind of thought yeah. they were natural and you know still still the jury's still out to when and when they were not natural um so i was heavily influenced by them i still follow dylan on instagram and i still watch david's youtube all the time right i love david's youtube dylan seems like a cool enough guy but ziz i was too young for so I missed the whole Ziz thing. And as an Australian myself, uh, I don't idolize him as much as you guys may because his, what you see for his persona is commonly what I would expect, like accept as normal behavior. So Australia, you know, he was an extreme, but a lesser extreme of that would just be pretty standard douchebag behavior here. Um, so I don't. I kind of cringe at his stuff whenever I know, and may he rest in peace. Um, but yeah, I kind of, yeah. I kind of, you know, if you go to a festival here, there's 10, 20 of the guys that have their short shirt off and have short denim, whatever he wore and, and are ripped and taking whatever. So is that you, Pete? Is that what you do? Declan, have, no. you, seen my, have you seen my profile picture on Instagram? Uh, was it, is it not yourself? It's it's me hitting the the floor yeah, in front yeah, of the so, USAPL banner. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. Like that whole thing kind of just makes me cringe a little bit because and and he's you know it's cool. It's like a the aesthetic movement, but like people like um who's the guy Jonathan something uh not not aid I like him Jonathan and he like promotes steroids like he was like shooting Jonathan up Berka? no he was like shooting up steroids on his Instagram story. Um, he's kind of like Ziz Skywalker. That's oh it. yeah, yeah, John uh, Skywalker. Yeah, and so like that sort of whole movement just to me seems like really bad for like the way it can influence teens. Because like yeah. as someone who was heavily influenced by like David Laid and stuff, I can imagine if you were into that sort of content, that would heavily heavily influence you as well. And like we already see so many teens taking Psalms, and like t- yeah. they just take them and they still look like shit. So it's yeah. like, oh, well, maybe I need to take steroids now. But it's like, no, that's not the problem. It's like, one, your genetics, work ethic, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's Being like, I, I do think as much as like his stuff might be entertaining and um, that sort of thing, I think the overall message of it was kind of kind of a negative for like teens. Um, yeah. I, I mean, do agree that it's like... hot girl summer. I do agree that it is. <laughs> yeah, sick um, summer. Yeah, sick but summer. yeah, I think like even like, him saying that kind of you guys because i know that word in, in america is like you don't really hear it i, I oh, yeah. i've heard you yeah. don't really hear it but no, like if you say cunt you're you're canceled probably well, yeah. yeah not canceled but like you're gonna get some weird looks yeah so like yeah. in australia you could say that um and not even turn ahead essentially so it's like mm-hmm. to us it's very mm-hmm. normal and i guess to you it's a little bit more 
kind of like yeah. stands out a little. Um, but yeah. yeah, his behavior kind of is typical Australian festival douchebag, you yeah. know, um, steroid abuse, whatever. But yeah, you know, I can understand why some people like him, but I was kind of, I don't know. I, I don't think I've spoken to him before on the podcast, but that's my opinion on him. <laughs> not, not, yeah, not really kind of good. No, you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, it's kind of like on TikTok now. I mean, like, I personally don't have TikTok, but I heard a kid, like, had a heart attack because of pre-workout. And I think, like, maybe there's just some bad influence on there. Like, oh, just got to take, like, three scoops of, mm. I don't know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, just some people are some bad influencers. Oh, you just- know... You know what's been annoying me late, lately is people flexing their caffeine intake on their story. Oh yeah, it's so stupid. So this, this oh, is my wow. this is my school of thought. Okay, it's bad enough as it is to have a really high caffeine intake, and I know most powerlifters do. I do, and I don't feel that it's bad, but I know it's doing something bad to my body. Right? I just don't care right now. Yeah. I'm at school. I need. I need caffeine, right? I mean, like, yeah, you're like 20 years or 19 years old. You're invincible. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. I'm invincible. So when I need to study all day and I need caffeine, right? Um, But it's a second. So it's bad enough to do that, right? It's on top of that, going to put it on your story as if one, people care or two, that it's some sort of positive thing or three. And I can only imagine this is what some people do to try to show off as it, as if it's impressive, so there's like yeah. four things that you have to go through doing it in the first place, thinking people care, you know, all of those things. And then some people still hit share on their story. And it's like, it's cool if you're like sharing that you like this new flavor of monster that people don't like, or like, this is a good flavor of this, or I like this pre-workout. I'm fine with that. And, you know, sharing that you're drinking pre, whatever. It's cool to support businesses, support 110, whatever, right? But people start putting their total daily intake. Like, this is like my third monster. Haha. <laughs> like, I'm so quirky and like, oh, I'm so unhealthy. And I just, uh, it's it's not. Like, if I could go back and not take pre-workout at, at the very beginning, I would. Because now I'm in oh, this. Really? Well, like, yeah, because now I'm in this dangerous cycle where if I don't take it, <laughs> I feel like shit. Like, yeah, if I love yeah. taking pre, I, I, I enjoy the one that I have. But when I don't take it, I feel like shit. So if I could go back to three years ago, I never would have tried it for the first time. And it costs money. It's expensive. Yeah. Like some pre's are expensive. So it's like, yeah, I, I enjoy it now. I love it. But like if gonna, I could go back. I'm just going to say um, buy 110%. Yeah, buy 110% in America. Yeah, code next on the platform power. doesn't <laughs> exist. But um, yeah, 110 Australia, DM me. Mm. yeah Yeah, but that's just one of the things that's been annoying me is people on their stories like we don't like I don't care how much caffeine somebody has it's like people do it all the time I mean I I know there's a specific um, Nori athlete that is uh, (laughs) you know he may he may train at the same gym as Peter um, maybe and he may be a doctor and um, he may consume a very not yet a very high amount of white monsters on a daily basis yeah you know like sometimes you have up to three which i mean like honestly isn't that much compared to like some of like these pre-workouts if you have like two scoops of like i don't know like your typical pre-workout that's like 500 milligrams like um Mm. i'm pretty sure white monster is like 170 170 times three like that's not even like that much comparably that's Mm. true who is this person are we are we not saying we're not name dropping. We're not name not, dropping. Not after what happened. Not what happened. Not what happened after the last podcast, Declan. What happened after? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I am still enemies with him. 
He, yeah, I we're not going to gonna talk about it. Not going to talk about it? Okay. Don't say his name. Don't say his I'm name. I'm not going to say his name. I know, you, know you, what you're talking about. Yeah. I have my... I have my... Yeah, I don't like him that much. Whatever. We won't talk about it. Um, Pete, yeah. Pete got absolutely exposed <laughs> after the last episode. If, if... Okay, it wasn't, it wasn't exposed, <laughs> but I mean, like, we had a nice... Pete, Pete had a potential uh, nice lawsuit on his hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not lawsuit, but no. like, we, had, we had a good talk after that. A good that, talk. How did that end up going? Did it did that end nicely? No. Yeah, no, it ended up, it ended very positively. Um, mm. I mean, like, I helped him a lot with um, what he was doing um, and how he could... Um, get better at what he was doing um for the people that he was helping i'm just trying to be very mm. vague here no but, yeah. yeah you are being and, vague i don't even you're know you're being very you, yeah yeah no if mitchell doesn't know we'll have to enlighten him after um yeah yeah i think it's important to like if you're a young lifter it's like you know don't hire anyone that isn't me because this is i'm advertising my coaching no i'm only kidding but like don't just look at someone and just make your decision based off their follow account or their, you know, do, do a little research, ask around, uh, you know, because there's people with a thousand followers who might be, you know, a better coach than someone with 40,000. So it's like, just do, do your yeah. research and, and have a think and ask, ask some I, other I, teenagers. I think I might know who you guys you know are talking about. We, uh, we don't need yeah. to expose him. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't no, matter. It's okay. We can not discuss it. after last that. time. No, not after last time. <laughs> um, but what I will do is I'll wrap this episode up. Uh, thank you both very much for coming on. And again, congratulations for both of your performances over the weekend. You both did a great job. Uh, and I do look forward to seeing Texas State Championships and potentially Pete jumping in a suit. We'll see how that, see, see how, see how I feel about that when the time comes. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for coming on and uh, the best of luck moving forward and, and we'll keep in keep in touch with your training. Yeah, thank you for having me. No, you're right. It was fun. And uh, I'll see you guys on the podcast next week. So, cunt summer coming soon. <laughs>